time I first saw your glory, O Samhain. The very thought of you makes me like Majanu. Every hair and pore of my body is singing your song. Not only individuals, but all people of the Lord, all countries, recognize your greatness. This is a budget of Master Prabhupada sings Deca Hejub Sehamane on page five. Hejab se hamne saawan jamal tera saawan jamal tera saawan jamal tera madnu pana raha hai Mujhko kiyal tera, mujhko kiyal tera. Hai kahe jab se hamne saawan jamal tera, saawan jamal tera, saawan jamal tera.
Since the time I first saw your glory, O Sawan, the very thought of you makes me like Majanu. And our second bhajan is a bhajan of Sanchi's on page 257. Come into the temple of mind, O Kripalji. Come into the temple of mind. Embrace me, O Kripalji. Come into the temple of mind. O Lord, you shower grace on everyone. You are called as the one who looks at everyone equally. Ganaka, Gita, Ajamal, whoever took refuge in your feet, you liberated them. You are a philosopher's stone. I am iron, O Satguru. Convert me into gold. Nothing is difficult for you. You are the owner of three worlds. O omnipresent, all-conscious one, put your gracious hand on my head. At least now liberate me from this wheel of birth and death. O Satguru, you like the devotion and love. You have embraced everyone. Whoever called for you, you have removed their difficulties. I am wandering for ages. At least now show me the way. I am a sinner for millions of births. I am your forgetful jiva. Do not send me to any other door. I am a suffering one. The forgetful soul is wandering. Make a jabe reach home. Come into the temple of mind, O Kirpalji. Come into the temple of mind. Embrace me, O Kirpalji. Come into the temple of mind. A bhajan on page 257. Man mandir me aukir pahalaji Man mandir me aukir pahalaji Man mandir me Man mandir me aukir pahalaji Man mandir me Man mandir me 
मन मंदिर में आखिर पाहल जी मन मंदिर में आओ मुझको गाले लगाओ किर पाहल जी मन मंदिर में आओ तुमको कुछ भी कतनी नहीं है तुम तिलोह की खे स्वामी तुम तिलोह की खे स्वामी रख दो सिर पर हाथ दिया का कत कत राहसी अंधर यामी कत कत राहसी अंधर यामी जन्म जन्म के इस चाकर से जन्म जन्म के इस चाकर से अब तो मुक्त खुराओ मुझको गाले लगाओ किरपाल जी मन मंदिर में आओ मन मंदिर में आओ किरपाल जी मन मंदिर में आओ मुझको गाले लगाओ किरपाल जी मन मंदिर में भगती भाव के भूखे सतगुरु सब खो गाले लगाया तुमने सब खो गाले लगाया तुमने जिसने तुझे पुखारा सतगुरु संगत मुक्त कराया तुमने संगत मुक्त कराया तुमने जुगो जुगो से पत करहा जुगो जुगो से पत करहा आप तो दिखाओ मुझको गाले लगाओ किर फल जी मन मंदिर में आओ मन मंदिर में आओ किर फल जी मन मंदिर में आओ मुझको गाले लगाओ किर फल जी मन मंदिर में आओ मेहू पापी खोट जनम का बोला जी वारा बोला जी वारा अब ना भेजो और दीवारे में दुखिया बारा में दुखिया बारा बोली आत्म पत कराही है पूरी आत्म पत कराही है 
अजायब को गार पहुंचाओ मुझे को गाले लगाओ किर पाहल जी मन मंदिर में आओ मन मंदिर में आओ किर पाहल जी मन मंदिर में आओ मुझे को गाले लगाओ किर पाहल जी मन मंदिर में Come, come into the temple of mind, O Kirpalji. Come into the temple of mind. Embrace me, O Kirpalji. Come into the temple of mind. The first reading today is a letter from Baba Sawant Singh. And this letter was written to the disciple Kier Singh, who was visiting in the United States visiting in the United States and subsequently conveyed the initiation instructions to Baba Sawant Singh's first Western initiates, Dr. and Mrs. Brock. The letters dated January 1st, 1911. And Master Kirpal, oh, it's Sawan Singh. Sawan Singh writes, My dear Kier Singh, received your note and that of Dr. and Mrs. Brock. I am very glad to learn from their letters that they are sincerely anxious for truth. They seem to be trying to pick up your vernacular. That is most necessary because all our scriptures are written either in Hindi or Punjabi. And unless they have a good knowledge of these languages, they cannot expect to get any benefit from our books. Because beside the one volume already sent to you, there are no more English compositions throwing light upon our faith that can be sent to them. Moreover, their visit to India will be a useless waste of time and money if they are unable to understand our language. But they must not despair. It is not absolutely necessary for getting truth that they should come to India. The Master is everywhere and can give them the truth even in America if they have an earnest and burning desire to get it because the Master is always ready to open the door if we knock with sincerity and true earnest love. They should persevere in their abstinence from meat and drink, as without that nothing can be done. Their social environments must have made their abstinence very difficult, but the reward is worth any trouble. It can be arranged, if they are very anxious, that our method of practice should be made, no made known to them through Sant Singh or you, so that they may work upon it until they come to India. Meanwhile, they should pray in their hearts daily that the truth may be granted to them. The Master is always ready to grant our prayers. He is not far distant but he lives within ourselves. 
If for a time he disregards them, referring to our prayers, it is because he wants to kindle our thirst by keeping us waiting. It is our duty to persist in our search without despair, and there shall come a day when we shall meet with success. What is got after earnest pursuit is highly prized. Let our love for the Master's feet be daily stronger and stronger. Love has the power of drawing the Beloved toward itself if it is strong enough. They should not mind that they are not permitted to come over to India. It is very expensive, and as these expenses are to be incurred in search of truth, the Master will arrange that their income may daily increase so that they may easily meet these expenses. To sum up, they should, number one, acquire our language. Number two, avoid meat and drink. And above all, number three, increase their thirst for truth. Yours affectionately, Sawan Singh. <clears throat> and this next reading is a, just a brief excerpt from the book Spiritual Elixir, the collection a collection of excerpts from the writings of Master Kripal Singh. And Master says, to forgive and forget is what one must practice in thoughts, words, and in deeds, so that they may become a part and parcel of daily living from day to day. Love knows no criticism, no imposition, no boasting, no reflection on others' shortcomings, but works in a constructive way to cement all in one loving fold of the Master. Love beautifies everything. <clears throat> Do not concern yourself with the fruits of your deeds. Leave that to the Master. Make your love for Him so complete that beholding His hand in everything, you may rise above all feelings of enmity, rivalry, and resentment. See him present in every experience. And remember, he is always with you, ready to assist whenever you turn your thoughts to him. And above all, remember he is not to be won by words, but by deeds. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you can do this, if you can conquer the self and surrender it at the feet of the Master, you can learn to see him working through all things. If you can accept the fact of your own limited vision, if you can undertake a ceaseless and zealous watch over your thoughts and deeds, weeding out all evil and all imperfection, you shall not only will win salvation for yourself, but you will be an example for others to do likewise. Your example will shine like a torch in the darkness, and men, even those who may first oppose you, will turn to you for guidance and help. 
you will find a new sense of peace surging through you, a peace that does not depend on the absence, a peace that does not depend on the absence of outer disturbances, but is an inner state of mind that stands unshaken even in the most tempting situations. And the same quality shall enter not only your individual life, but the larger life of the great spiritual movement of which you are a part. And this is a question and answer session that took place with Sanchi in October of 1976. This was one of the very first of the groups that traveled to India. And I'm reading from the October 1976 Sampani magazine where this talk was given the title, You Have to Be Brave. And the first questioner says, the story you told yesterday was the funniest story I've ever heard. Do you have any more stories like that to tell? And there's a footnote that says the story was of Mastanaji. And he had told two sadhus that he was going to give them sevadars to massage them when their bodies were tired or stiff from meditating. But he also gave the sevadars sticks to beat the sadhus with if they got lazy and slept instead of meditating. So Sanchi says, the meaning of the story is that in the beginning, Mastanaji gave them many comforts, gave them very good beds and two sevadars to do the massage. But when they fell asleep, the same sevadars were told to give them a scolding. First, the sevadars were in the form of master power, which means they were kind to the person but the same Sevadar turned into the form of call power and he started giving a beating. So in the same way, God has given us many comforts. God has given us cars, jeeps, many things to use to make our life easy. You see how he has painted the sky with stars and moon and how he is supplying us with everything and in spite of getting all these things, if we fall asleep, and if we're not remembering him, the same God will manifest as the call power, and as they got the beating, call power will also trouble us. Mastanaji used to say that those who have been given cars and jeeps and many other facilities, those rich people who have been given such facilities by God and have not remembered God, they will be given the form of a camel in the next life. And they will have to carry the burden without having any limit. Or they will be given the bodies of a bullock which goes around the grinding mill daily with its eyes closed. And then a questioner says, I have some fear that when we get back into the world, there will be big jaws ready to eat us, to eat me. And I'm just praying that I'll be strong to resist the tremendous attraction that the world has on me. 
And Sanchi says, you have to become brave in attending to your worldly responsibilities. And moreover, you have to be brave to carry out the work given by Satguru. The worldly attractions or the worldly duties, that is concerned with our body and that will not go with us. But the work of Satguru, Simran and Bhajan, that will go with us. Because the only thing that will be our companion is Bhajan, that's meditation. The human body in which we are living is a rented house. We have to leave that someday. And we will not be ready by our own self to leave that place, to leave that house. And God will force us to leave. So if you will not learn to leave the body while living, then at the time of death, you will have to face a lot of pain. If the disciple will not do meditation, and then at his end time he prays to Satguru, Satguru is not owing him anything. Why? Is it his will whether he comes? It is his will whether he comes or not. If the disciple can do it his own way, Satguru can also do it his own way. So honestly, lovingly, and with full devotion, we have to do the practices which our Satguru has given us. If you think that you can remove all the thorns in the world, that is not possible. But if you have very strong shoes, you can walk over those thorns. And someone else asks, I would like to hear a love story, a story about love. And Sanchi says, this is an incident from the time of Guru Arjandev, the fifth Guru of the Sikhs. There was one disciple of the Guru by Tilku, who was fairly advanced. And this incident took place at a place called Garshankar in the Punjab. At that place there was one yogi who had many supernatural powers and everybody was going and worshipping him but Bhai Tilku was not going to have his darshan. Once that yogi thought Bhai Tilku is always going to Guru Arjandev and he is encouraging people to have the darshan of Guru Arjandev. If Bhai Tilku comes to my place and he has my darshan then he will encourage people to come to me. So he told his disciples to go and say in the nearby villages that those who will have my darshan will be given heaven for one year. For the villagers to get heaven for one year was the very cheapest merchandise to have only by seeing him once. So everybody went and had his darshan. But Bhai Tilku was not there. He never went to have his darshan. The yogi asked his disciples, Did everybody come to have my darshan? They told him, Everybody came except Bhai Tilku. He is not coming to see you. Then the yogi told his disciples, 
go and tell him that he will be given heaven for two years. They went and told by Tilkul that he would be given heaven for two years. Come and have the darshan of the yogi. But he said, no, I don't want to go to heaven. Then the disciple said, all right, you'll be given three years. And they went on increasing up to five years. But Bhai Tilku told them, I don't want to go to heaven because I want to go to Sach Khand. My path is different from yours, and I will not have anybody's darshan except my guru. So when the disciples came back to the yogi, and the yogi heard this, he started using his supernatural powers in the form of ghosts to distract his mind. But Bhai Tilku was sitting there for meditation, and Satguru power was protecting him. So Bhai Tilku was not affected. It, did, it didn't have any result. Then the yogi went himself to Bhai Tilku. He said, I will give you heaven for ten years. Please have my darshan. But Bhai Tilku told him, No, I don't want to go to heaven, and I will not have your darshan. So looking at the firmness of Bhai Tilku, the yogi told him, Please open the door. I also want initiation from your guru. For the sake of your guru, please open the door. Bhai Tilku was a very good disciple, a very true disciple. And when he heard, for the sake of your guru, he opened the door. And after that, the yogi went with Bhai Tilku to get initiation. On the way, when they were crossing the river Bayas in Amritsar, he asked Bhai Tilku, how old is your guru? He replied, he is 35 years old. Now the yogi was about 100 years old, so his mind started again deceiving him. He was thinking, you are an old man, and you're going to have a guru who is very young? But he went to Guru Arjandev. At that time, they did not have buildings like this. So Guru Arjandev was sitting in a tent, and the yogi was standing outside the tent. And by Tilku, by Tilku told Guru Arjandev, a yogi has come to have your darshan and to get nam initiation. Guru Arjandev said, all right, he's welcome. But that yogi stood outside the tent thinking, I'm older and he will call me or he will love me. First he will come and call me and love me. But he was doubting Guru Arjan because of his young age. That guru will come out and love me or bow down to me. So he was standing outside. While sitting in the tent, Guru Arjan Dev asked, How are you, yogi? You see, he asked, How are you? So the yogi said, I'm fine. It happens the yogi was missing one ear. It had been cut off. Guru Arjan was all conscious. He was knowing everything. So he asked, Yogi, where is your other ear? The yogi replied, Once I was traveling on the sea, and a fish came up from the sea and took away the earring along with the ear. So hearing this, Guru Arjandev, who was sitting in the tent, put out his hand with that earring and said, Is this it? And it was the same. And looking at all this, the yogi went in and bowed down at Guru Arjandev's feet and got the initiation. So because of the firmness of Bhai Tilkul, 
the disciple of Guru Arjandev. Even the yogi got the Nam initiation. So the disciple should be like Bhai Tilkul, and the master should be like Guru Arjandev. <coughs> Someone else asks, can you describe your first and last meetings with Kripal Singh? And Sanji says, only he knows about the first meeting, why he showered grace on me. And when he came to my ashram, I was completely lost in his darshan. And I was not aware whether a god has come here or there is a man who has come. And after that, whenever we met, he was always talking with me lovingly, sending me very good loving thoughts. And he always gave me the opportunity to sleep in the same room with him. And we also used to have food. And I think that he was talking with me very broadly from his heart. <clears throat> and when he told me earlier about his leaving, only I know, I still feel the wound in my heart. And only I know how I was screaming at his feet when he told me. Because my first guru, Baba Bishandas, also left soon after he gave me initiation into the knowledge of two words. So when Kripal told me he was to leave earlier, I was not able to speak anything. But I started weeping because of the pain of separation. Be so when Kripal told me he was to leave earlier, I was not able to speak anything. But I started weeping because the pain of separation was too much. I said only one thing. Oh Lord, the owner of all this world, only this is written in my fate, that I have to weep every time that I have to be away from my master. And a questioner asks, how long before he left did master tell you he was going? When did you know? One year before? Two years before? And Sanji says, when he came on his last tour in Sri Ganganagar, but I don't remember the year. I am not good with dates. Someone says, there is one picture of you with Kripal in the first issue of Sampani magazine. Is that the only picture you have? And Sanji says, at that time in Rajasthan, we were not fond of having photos. We didn't have any arrangements for taking pictures or making movies. Otherwise, we would have made movies when I was having satsang sitting with Hazur. You can see what arrangements we have here. You have to go 10 miles to get anything. And, and in the town of Gaisingpur, only in the last year, a photographer opened a shop. Before that, nobody was doing anything. And in the town of Raisingnagar, a photographer started only six months ago. And when we sent the photos that people sent from the United States to town to get them framed, People there stare at the photos for many hours in amazement, wondering how did they get this very beautiful picture. <clears throat> Previously, I told you that once in the Red Fort in Delhi, there was one Rajasthani lady, and a Westerner tried to take her photograph. She covered her face. And yesterday, you saw two girls came here. They were also afraid that you would take their photo. 
But we have told them, the villagers, that pictures are only for remembrance, that we were doing this and we were sitting there. So that has inspired them to allow you to take pictures so that you can make movies or to take pictures at satsang. And the questioner says, it's only for that purpose? And Sanji says, yes. <coughs> it's only for the purpose of remembrance. When Kent came here and we went to 22 PS, to the place of the retired police inspector, Mr. Kushiram, he himself had arranged for photographs for the sake of remembrance that Master has come. Now I think that through looking at you, these people will also become fond of photography. But this area is backward. Here people are illiterate and there is no comparison with you. Now also in villages, the radios, the loudspeakers, the records, record players, people are not happy in playing radios or records. They don't like them. In the state of Punjab, you have to give a fine. You have to pay a penalty if you play records. In Rajasthan also, in many villages, the same thing is true. You have to pay a fine if you play records. Only for that reason, the thoughts of the people of this place are pure. Because your mind is filled with records, TV, and many things. But the people living here, their minds are empty of all those things, so they have pure thoughts. And I think also that this thing will be spread all over India, because in Delhi too, there is now TV. And in Rajasthan, now the people are not believing in television. One man will say, there's a radio in which you can see a picture, along with the voice, you can see a picture, and the others will not believe him. <clears throat> they say, you're telling lies, this can never happen. And I think for satangis, it is not good that all these things should spread. I think if a satangi goes within and sees the television or sees the picture within, then it is good for him. Unless he gives up the pictures of the world, he cannot see the pictures inside. To advance in Sampmat, even the graduate, the scholar, has to become as a child of five years. <clears throat> Bookish knowledge can give you information of outward things. If any person who has earned his meditation has bookish, bookish knowledge, then it is like a garland of flowers on his head. But to go within, no book will help you. To go within, you are to develop Satguru in your heart. As the saints say, you have sung many scriptures, you have read many books of the outward things, but now read the book of your soul within. So when I went to Delhi, many people came to me saying, <clears throat> I have written this book. I have read many books. Everybody was giving examples from the books, but nobody was giving his experience or the example of his own self. And at that time, I would advise them lovingly that if you have any experience of yourself, tell me that. <clears throat> And now also, I say the same thing. 
Generally, I ask, have you ever pleased your master who is residing within? Now I am asking everybody, have you ever pleased Master Kripal Shah who is residing within? That God came in the form of Kripal Shah and he gave out grace with both his hands, but we never thanked him. God came in the form of Kripal Shah in the man body to explain to us and to give us the blessings and the grace and we never thanked him. <clears throat> the questioner says, I'd like to hear more about Dion. <clears throat> the footnote explains, Dion means contemplation and refers to seeing the inner light or the form of the master within and to keep someone in mind throughout the day. In both meanings, it is complementary to Simran. And Sanchi says, yes, anything specific? What do you want to know? And the questioner says, well, I don't understand it. And so Sanchi explains, the first step is Simran. The second is Dion. When we complete the Simran, our soul will rise above the body only through Simran. Daily I am emphasizing Simran because unless you complete your Simran, you cannot concentrate your attention, concentrate your soul, and bring the soul up to the seat of the soul. The soul is spread in each and every cell of the body, and our attention is spread out in the world. Simran, Simran is the medium. Simran is the instrument through which we can concentrate our attention and concentrate our soul. Only through Simran can we rise above and come to this place. And Sanchi points to the eye focus. And when our attention is concentrated through Simran, then comes Dion. So while doing Dion, we have to do Dion of that person who initiated us. Guru Nanak said that we have to do Dion of the form of a saint. Why do we have to do Dion of a saint? Because when we do Dion of some person, some holy man, some good man, a better man than us, we will start getting some of his good qualities, absorbing some of his good qualities. When you do Simran of the world, you are doing Dion of the world. When you do Simran of your guru, then you are doing Dion of your guru. Unless you give up Simran of the world, you cannot do Simran of the guru, and you cannot have Dion of the guru. So two powers are working. One is Surat, the second is Nirat. The work of Surat is to listen to the sound current, and the work of Nirat is to see the light. Unless we concentrate our attention, which is spread, our Nirat will not see the light. And unless that is concentrated, our Surat will not listen to the Shabd. We are habituated to do Simran of the world from ages and ages. And when we are on our deathbed, or when our end time comes, if we are doing the Simran of the world, we will come again to the world. Where you are attached, there you will come again. But if we are doing Simran of our Guru, and having Dhyan of our Guru, while we are sitting or doing any other thing, 
When our death time comes, we will definitely have the Simran of our Guru, and the radiant form of the timeless Lord will come through Simran and Dhyan. It will be instilled in the disciple, and only that disciple can have the Dhyan. Only that disciple can see the radiant form of the Lord, who has been doing Simran all the time. And when you are on the deathbed, and you are doing Simran of God, then you are not going to come again. As we can do Simran while walking, or doing any other thing, in the same way we can have Dhyan of our Satguru while doing any other thing. It is very important to, Dhyan, to do Dhyan of Satguru, because if you will do Dhyan of somebody, you will start absorbing his qualities. Regarding this, Master Salon Singhji used to tell one story. There was one guru who taught there was one guru who taught archery. His name was Dronacharya. The Mahabharata tells of five Pandavas and one hundred Kauravas who were all learning archery from Dronacharya. Once there came a boy of Beel, a very low caste. And he also was eager to learn archery. And he went to Dronacharya and requested of him, I would also like to be your disciple. I also want to learn archery. But Dronacharya told him, I am the guru of the princes. How can I teach you? I will not allow you to become my disciple. But the boy was very eager to learn archery. So he went back to his home and he made an idol of Guru Dronacharya. And through Dhyan, he always thought of Dronacharya. And through Dhyan, he got all the qualities of Dronacharya. And he learned archery. So once Dronacharya was in the forest along with all the disciples testing them, there was one dog barking. And Dronacharya told his disciples, stop his barking but you should not hurt him. Stop the dog barking through archery, through your skill, but you must not hurt him. Everyone tried, but no one was successful. The boy of the deal cast knew that skill, and he stopped the barking of the dog without hurting him. Now Arjuna was a very good disciple of Dronacharya. And Dronacharya had given him a promise that nobody would be more skilled than him in the art of archery. So now Arjuna asked Dronacharya, How is it? You never taught me how to do this, and you have taught him? Dronacharya said, He is not my disciple. But when he asked the Beel boy, Who is your guru? He replied, Who can be my guru except you? You are my girl. And he took them to the hut and showed them his idol. I have learned all things from you. I made this idol and I got all the qualities that you have got through Dion. So because Dronacharya had given his promise to Arjuna that no one would be more skilled than him, he told the boy, All right, you have made me your guru, but you have not paid me anything as a guru diksha. You have not given me any seva. The boy said, Whatever you want, I will give. 
So to keep the word which he had given to Arjuna, he told the Beelvoy to cut off his right thumb and give it as seva. And the right thumb is the most important one in the skill of archery. So the meaning of this story is that the Beelvoy, in spite of the refusal from Dronacharya, made the idol, and by doing beyond, he absorbed all the qualities, and he was more skillful than any other disciple of Dronacharya. <clears throat> this question and answer session is taking place in October of 1976, and there had been plans for Santi to come to the United States on tour in the summer of 1976, but that program was canceled. And the next questioner refers to that. The questioner says, if Satguru is all-knowing, and Satguru knows what is in each one of our hearts, why was it that Satguru did not know ahead of time that there was going to be a problem in your coming to America? Why was it that Satguru did not know the procedure he knows everything. My mind tells me that he should have known that too. Why did he have to endure that suffering? Because he is all-knowing, he could have obtained that information. And Santi replies, Satgurus are the children of God. They will never do any alteration in the schedule of God. And they are always happy in the will of God. If he wants them to be happy, they will be happy while living happily. And if he wants them to be in pain, they will be happy in pain. But they will not make any changes in the will of God. And then the questioner continues saying, then I would assume that you knew this was going to happen, but you could not change it. Is that correct? Santi replies, this is the only quality of the saints, that they never changed the planning of God. Nobody did. No saint ever did. Was Hazor not knowing that he would be unhappy at Salanashram? Taiji told me that Hazor said at his end time, if there would have been no ashram, and I had been in the jungle, I would not have suffered all this pain. Hazor was knowing everything, that this thing would happen, and he was also not happy there. But whatever God wanted him to do, wanted him to build, he did. When Guru Arjandev was tortured by Jahangir, by making him sit on the hot coals and putting the hot sand on his head, then Hazrat Nianmir, one of the friends of Guru Arjandev, came and asked, Why are you suffering? Please allow me to destroy the city of Lahore. But Guru Arjandev said, I can also do that. But to be in his will, that is important. You can read the story of any saint or any Mahatma. And you can read the story of Christ. Was he not knowing that he would be crucified? And one of his friends would do that? If there is any perfect saint or Mahatma, he will not make God work according to his will but he will work according to God's will. <clears throat> Guru Gobind Singh had a servant named Gangu, and he served for 21 years. And he was the man who buried Guru Gobind Singh's sons alive in the wall, and his mother also. 
and the Guru knew that he would do that. But still, Guru Gobind Singh never made any changes. Our master was all conscious. If he had wanted to live for many more years, he could have stayed here. But he was happy in the master's will, and he went. In the beginning, I was always doing Simran of one or another kind. And when I was doing Simran of Hey Ram, Hey Gobind, I had many supernatural powers. And I would show miracles to people. And many people were praising me, saying, This sadhu is very good. He knows everything. But still, I was afraid from within that I was not doing well. So when I came to the feet of Baba Vishendas, he warned me and gave me the example of a turtle. When that animal sees a man, he withdraws within himself. So in the same way, the sadhus have to beware of this. Swamiji Maharaj said, if master is showering some grace on you, then don't tell the world, don't show the world. <coughs> Master Solomon Singh used to tell an incident that took place near the Murray Hills where Master Solomon Singh was working. There was one man there named Baba Kula, Baba Kala, who was a man of miracles. He used to show miracles. And there was an old lady who took the cows on the other side of the hill for pasturing. Once a tiger came and ate two cows, so she went to Baba Kala, telling him, that the tiger has done this harm. So Baba Kala came out and went, Duru, Duru. He made some type of noise. And the tiger died, and the two cows came back to life. He showed a miracle. <coughs> His brother was a fairly advanced disciple of Baba Salam Singh, and he tried to explain to him many times, don't do this, otherwise you will have difficulty at your end time. But Baba Kala was not worried about that. So when his end time came, his soul was neither going up nor staying down. He had a very hard time. He was not like a dead body, and he was not like a live one. He was in between. He had a lot of pain. <laughs> and while this was happening, his brother said to him, now you can show the miracles, or you can pray for going up. Saints never show miracles. They never show this type of cinema to the people. <coughs> and the last questioner says, oh, well, it's not real. Someone else says, because you do not speak English and we do not speak Punjabi, it takes longer to go through the translation. So we have twice as much darshan. And Sanchi says, this is all done by Babaji, the master. It is all in his hands, whether you get double or four times. If he wanted me to give you less time, he would have taught me English. Someone else says, Sanchi, you mentioned something about there's a secret in that. And Sanchi says, yes. And then someone else says, is there any way you could give us a little hint of what it is? And Sanchi says, it is not in his orders. And then the final questionnaire says, 
I don't think we are going to want to leave tomorrow. And Sanchi says, this is all in Babaji's hands. Not a leaf can turn without his will. Wherever he wants us to go, we have to go. Wherever he wants us to travel, we have to travel. Whenever he wants us to leave, we have to leave. Everything is in his will. The tape we're hearing is a satsang that was given at Kripal Ashram in Surrey, British Columbia in May of 1985. And we're just at the very end of side A and there's a few minutes of speed variation there uh, in the recording and as soon as we turn the tape over the sound will resume being good. Now he says that what you should do, bring your scattered attention behind the eyes. When you will collect your scattered attention and bring at the eye center, the light will be manifested within you. When we close the eye, close the light of the two outer eyes, our inner eye gets open. Now he says that before we were stuck, we were involved in the duality. But when we went back, when we withdraw from the outer world, and we connected our attention with that Shabbat, with that light, <coughs> then that sound and light of God was manifested within us, and we saw that in everyone, the same light and same sound of God is manifested. Now 
ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਹੱਸ ਕੇ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਬਈ ਮੈਂ ਤਾਂ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਦੋ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਵਾਲਾ ਸਮਝਦਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਤੂੰ ਵੀ ਸ਼ਹਿਰ ਸੀਗਾ ਉਹ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਤੂੰ ਰੋਜ਼ ਇਸ ਸੰਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਦੁਆਏ ਤੂੰ ਨਿਕਲ ਕੇ ਏਕਤਾ ਵਿੱਚ ਆਓ ਅਸੀਂ ਆ ਦੇਖ ਇਹ ਤੱਕ ਬਣਾ ਲਈ ਹੈ ਸੋ ਸਾਰੀ ਸੰਗਤ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਹਾਸਾ ਪਾ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਸੋ ਇਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਸੰਤ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਕਿ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਇਹ ਕੱਖ ਬਣਾ ਲਓ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਬਣਾਉਣੀ ਹੈ ਅਭਿਆਸ ਦੇ ਜ਼ਰੀਏ ਅਸੀਂ ਦੁਆਇਤ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਨਿਕਲਣਾ ਹੈ ਤੀਸਰੀ ਅੱਖ ਨੂੰ ਖੋਲਣਾ ਹੈ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਵਾਸ ਵੈਰੀ ਹਿਊਮਰਸ ਐਂਡ ਆਫਨ ਮੈਨੀ ਪੋਇਟਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਉਰਦੂ ਲੈਂਗੁਏਜ ਵੁਡ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਹਿਮ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਵੁਡ ਹੋਲਡ ਕਾਨਫਰੈਂਸ ਲਾਈਕ ਥਿੰਗ ਵੇਅਰ ਦ ਪੋਇਟਸ ਵੁਡ ਡਿਸਾਈਡ ਦੇਅਰ ਪੋਇਟਰੀ ਔਰ ਰੀਡ ਵਾਟ ਦੇ ਹੈਡ ਰਿਟਨ ਵਾਂਸ ਇਟ ਸੋ ਹੈਪਨ ਦੈਟ ਵਨ ਪੋਇਟ who had only one eye came to master sound thing he often used to wear very dark glasses to hide his one eye which was closed and he could see only with his one eye and when he took off the glasses he showed to master sound thing that he had only one eye master sound thing laughed and said well i thought that you had both the eyes but i see that you have only one eye he said that he was a poet so he wrote in the poetry he said that master you always say that flies above the duality and come in oneness you always say that make your single eye make one eye so this is my one eye and everyone laughs in the sangat but mahatmas do not say that you should make your eye one eye like that they say that how we have to make our eyes one we have to rise above the duality and we have to come in the oneness we have to close our both the eyes of outside and we have to open that inner eye that one eye which is within us ਇਕੱਠਾ ਕਰਕੇ ਤੀਸਰੇ ਚਲਤੇ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਸਾਡੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਪਹਿਲੀ ਮੰਜ਼ਿਲ ਜਿਸ ਨੂੰ ਮੁਸਲਮਾਨ ਫਕੀਰ ਮਕਾਮੇ ਅੱਲਾ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਹਿੰਦੂ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਸੁਰਿਆ ਪਦ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਸੰਤ ਮਤ ਵਿੱਚ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਅਸੀਂ ਸੰਸਲ ਕਮਲ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਉੱਥੇ ਹਜ਼ਾਰ ਬੱਤੀ ਦੀ ਜੋਤ ਹੈ when we collect our scattered thoughts and come at the tisra till we reach the first plane where the muslims call it mukame allah or the place where god resides and the hindus call this place at suryapur in the sanskrit language we call it as the first plane aur jada se agge jaane hain sher ki hai ke ek khulla maidan aa janda hai utthi saada man hoya baitha hai us bareek raste de is di nang nahi sakda ga aur us nu bank naal vi kende hai surang karke vi dhyan kita hai pehla sidha jana penda hai thalle utarna penda hai phir sidha jana penda hai so mahatma sanu dasde hai ke age oh maidan aa janda hai aur eh jagah sansdal kamal aur trikuti nu jodan da ik pul da kam dindi hai over there there is a light of the 1000 flames of a candle and from there when our soul progresses we go through a very flat land where it was flat place and after that we go through a very thin path and our mind has become like an elephant unless we 
make our mind very thin we cannot walk on that path unless we become humble we cannot cross that path after crossing that path our soul has to go through a crooked tunnel like thing first we have to descend and then we have to ascend and again we have to descend and this is like a tunnel which connects the sansdal kamal and triputi the first and the second plane ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਮੁਕਤ ਦੁਆਰਾ ਸੰਕੜਾ ਰਾਈ ਦਸੇ ਪਾਏ ਮਨ ਤੋਂ ਮੈਗਲ ਹੋ ਰਿਆ ਨਿਕਸਿਆ ਕਿਉਂ ਕਰ ਜਾਏ ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਦ ਪਾਥ ਆਫ ਦ ਲਿਬਰੇਸ਼ਨ ਇਸ ਵੈਰੀ ਥਿਨ ਵੈਰੀ ਸਮਾਲ ਇਟ ਇਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਸਾਈਜ਼ ਆਫ 1/10 ਆਫ ਦ ਸਾਈਜ਼ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਸਟਰਡ ਬਟ ਦ ਮਾਈਂਡ ਹੈਸ ਬਿਕਮ ਐਸ ਬਿਗ ਐਸ ਐਲੀਫੈਂਟ ਹਾਊ ਕੈਨ ਵਨ ਵਾਕ ਔਨ ਦੈਟ ਪਾਥ ਸ਼ਾਮ ਤਜ ਸੀਤ ਕੋ ਗਹਿਨਾ ਸੋਰਤ ਕੋ ਤਾਨੇ ਤੋਨੇ ਸੁਨਨਾ ਬੰਕ ਕੇ ਦਵਾਰ ਤਸ ਬੈਠੋ ਤਰ ਕੁਟੀ ਜਾਏ ਕਰ ਲੈਣਾ ਉੱਥੇ ਸਾਡਾ ਅਸੂਲ ਸਰੀਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਜਾਂਦਾਗਾ ਸੁਰਗ ਦੇ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਜਾਣਾ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਇਹ ਕਾਰਨ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਤ੍ਰਿਕੁਕੀ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਰਹਿ ਕੇ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਬਹੁਤ ਅਰਸਾ ਅਭਿਆਸ ਕਰਨਾ ਪੈਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਬਹੁਤ ਸਾਰਾ ਸਟਾਕ ਸਾਡਾ ਕਰਮਾਂ ਦਾ ਉੱਥੇ ਜਮਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦਾਣੇ ਕੱਢਣ ਵਾਲੀ ਮਸ਼ੀਨ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਜਦ ਅਸੀਂ ਕਣਕ ਪਾਉਨੇ ਹੈ ਉਦੋਂ ਦਾਣੇ ਤੂੜੀ ਨੂੰ ਅਲੱਗ-ਅਲੱਗ ਕਰ ਦਿੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਇਸੇ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਉੱਥੇ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਦੀ ਧੁਨ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਦੀ ਆਵਾਜ਼ ਸਾਡੀ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਸਾਫ਼ ਕਰ ਦਿੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਸਾਡੀ ਆਤਮਾ ਇੱਥੋਂ ਆਜ਼ਾਦ ਹੋ ਕੇ ਫਾਰਬਰੈਂਡ ਵਿੱਚ ਜਾਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਆਵਰ ਫਿਜ਼ੀਕਲ ਬਾਡੀ ਡਸ ਨਾਟ ਗੋ ਓਵਰ देयर ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਗੋ ਥਰੂ ਆਵਰ ਅਟੈਂਸ਼ਨ ਆਵਰ ਸੂਰਤ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਟੇਕ ਓਵਰ ਅਟੈਂਸ਼ਨ ਆਵਰ ਸੋਲ ਓਵਰ देयर ਐਂਡ ਇਨ ਦ ਟ੍ਰਿਕੂਟੀ ਦ ਸੋਲ ਇਸ ਕੈਪਟ ਫਾਰ ਕੁਆਇਟ ਅ ਬਿਟ ਟਾਈਮ ਐਂਡ ਓਵਰ देयर ਸ਼ੀ ਇਸ ਮੇਡ ਟੂ ਡੂ ਦ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਐਂਡ ਸ਼ੀ ਇਸ ਮੇਡ ਟੂ ਪੇ ਆਫ ਦ ਕਰਮਾਸ ਵਿਚ ਆਰ ਸਟੋਰਡ देयर ਫਰਮ ਏਜਸ ਐਂਡ ਏਜਸ ਫਰਮ ਬਰਥ ਆਫਟਰ ਬਰਥ ਐਂਡ ਜਸਟ ਲਾਈਕ ਵੀ ਪੁਟ ਦ ਵੀਟ in order to thresh and separate it we put the wheat plants in the thresher it separates the wheat and the hay and things like that in the same way over that our soul becomes our soul is purified with the help of the shabdun with the help of the sound current which is coming there bank ke dwar tas baitho ਰਿਕੋਟੀ ਜਾਏ ਖੜ ਲੀਨਾਂ ਸੁਨ ਚੜ ਜਾਏ ਤਸੋ ਪਾਈ ਸੋਰਤ ਸੇ ਮਨ ਸਰਨਾਨਾਂ ਥੋੜਾ ਆਪ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਐ ਕਿ ਫੇਰ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਸੁਨ ਕੀ ਪਾਰਬ੍ਰੈਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਚਲੇ ਜਾਓ ਉਦੋਂ ਆਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਉਤੋਂ ਅਸਤੂਲ ਸੁਖਸ਼ਮ ਕਾਰਨ ਤਿੰਨੇ ਪਰਦੇ ਲੈ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਉੱਥੇ ਇੱਕ ਤੀਰਥ ਹੈ ਜਿਸ ਨੂੰ ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਮਾਨ ਸਰੋਵਰ ਕਰਕੇ ਬਿਆਨ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਸਵਾਮੀ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਵੀ ਉਹੀ ਬਿਆਨ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਆਤਮਾ ਜਾ ਕੇ ਇਸ਼ਨਾਨ ਕਰਦੀ ਹੈ ਤੇ ਜਨਮਾਂ ਦੀ ਮਾਤਰਾ ਦੀ ਸੁੱਤੀ ਹੋਈ ਜਾਗਦੀ ਹੈ ਫਿਰ ਇਸ ਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਲੱਗਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਮੇਰਾ ਵੀ ਕੋਈ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਹੀ ਸੇਸ ਦੈਟ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਗੋ ਇਨ ਦ ਰੀਜਨ ਆਫ ਸੁਨ ਔਰ ਦ ਪਾਰਬ੍ਰਹਮ over there there is a place of pilgrimage in which the soul bathes and becomes the pure one kabir sahab calls that pool of nectar as the mansrovar and swami ji maharaj also calls him calls it with the same name same name and when the soul reaches there all the physical astral and causal covers from her are removed and the soul bathes there and becomes the pure being 
and after that the soul gets is awakened then the soul gets this awareness that she has some lord sun chade jat so pai surat se man sarnam mahasun chauk andhyara महासुन even though some souls are there and they function in their own lives they don't have any difficulty but those souls cannot progress cannot go above from there kyunki om tak dusri manzil tak parlon vich duniya samapt ho jandi hai jehde atma utho tak dharm tak pahunchiyan hundiyan han ohna nu zarur dumara janam lena penda hai aur maha parlon pavar gupha tak jandi hai jehdi atma भमरगुफा when the grand dissolution happens they also have to come back in this world and take another birth mahasunne chauke andhyara vase ja gufa vasanam lok chauthi chalo sajeki महाराज कहेंदारीन जैसी आवाज है मिठी तो मिठी है सुरीली तो सुरीली है उसे आत्मा नाग आ पता लगता है जिस म्यूजिक and over that when the soul reaches when the soul reaches sachkan the awakening comes within her then she comes to realize that she is made of the same substance as that of almighty lord the almighty lord is like an ocean and she is a drop of that ocean and there is no difference between her and almighty lord as there is no difference between the water of the ocean and the water in the drop they both are the waters in the same way the soul realizes that she is not different she is not made of any different substance than 
the substance with which God is made. Lok chauthi chalo sajye ki gaho jaye tone binam alakhe aur agam ki para ਸੰਤ ਜਦ ਨਾਮ ਦਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਾਲ ਤੋਂ ਡੋਰੀਆਂ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਸਤਖੰਡ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਬੰਨ ਦਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਸਤਖੰਡ ਦਾ ਮਾਲਕ ਸਤਨਾਮ ਕਿਸੇ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਆਪਣੇ ਪਾਸ ਨਹੀਂ ਰੱਖਦਾ ਆਪਣੀ ਮਦਦ ਦੇ ਕੇ ਅਲੱਖ ਔਰ ਅਗਮ ਅਨਾਮੀ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਲੈ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਸੁਆਮੀ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਉਸ ਆਖਰੀ ਮੰਜ਼ਿਲ ਨੂੰ ਸੁਆਮੀ ਸੁਆਮੀ ਕਰਕੇ ਬਿਆਨ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਸਭ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਨੇ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਸੁਆਮੀ ਸੁਆਮੀ ਕਹਿ ਕੇ ਬਿਆਨ ਕੀਤਾ ਹੈ ਵੈਨ ਦ ਸੇਂਟਸ ਗਿਵ ਦ ਇਨੀਸ਼ੀਏਸ਼ਨ ਦੇ ਟੇਕ ਦ ਸਟ੍ਰਿੰਗਸ ਔਰ ਦ ਦੇ ਟੇਕ ਦ ਸਟ੍ਰਿੰਗਸ ਫਰਮ ਦ ਨੈਗੇਟਿਵ ਪਾਵਰ ਆਫ ਦ ਸੋਲਸ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਕਨੈਕਟ ਦ ਸੋਲਸ ਵਿਦ ਸਚ ਕੰਡ ਵਿਦ ਦ ਸਤਲੋਕ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਓਨਰ ਆਫ ਸਤਲੋਕ ਡਸ ਨਾਟ ਕੀਪ ਦ ਸੋਲਸ ਵਿਦ ਹਿਮ ਵੈਨ ਦ ਸੋਲ ਰੀਚਸ ਦ ਸਤਲੋਕ ਵਿਦ ਹਿਸ ਹੈਲਪ ਹੈਲਪਿੰਗ ਥੈਮ ਹੀ ਸੈਂਸ ਥੈਮ ਟੂ ਅਲਕ ਅਨਾਮੀ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਅਗਮ ਲੋਕ ਐਂਡ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਪਲੇਸ ਵਿਦ ਸੁਆਮੀ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਕਾਲਸ by the name swami swami all the saints have called the almighty lord using the word swami swami ji maharaj ne chote ye shabad de andar sanu bade pyar naal samjhaya ki is duniya chon assi kis tarah niklna hai kis tarah assi praaye desh de vich phase hue hain kis tarah assi praaye bujhe de heth dabe paye hain saada kam shabd naam di kamai hai ਔਰ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨਾਮ ਦੀ ਕਮਾਈ ਕਰਕੇ ਹੀ ਅਸੀਂ ਇਸ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਤੇ ਨਿਕਲ ਸਕਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਇਨ ਦਿਸ ਬ੍ਰੀਫ ਹਿਮ ਸਵਾਮੀ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਲਵਿੰਗਲੀ ਐਕਸਪਲੇਨ ਟੂ ਅਸ ਥੈਟ ਹਾਊ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਸਟਕ ਇਨ ਦਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਐਂਡ ਹਾਊ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਗੈਟ ਆਵਰਸਲਸ ਰਿਲੀਜ਼ਡ ਫਰਮ ਦਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਹਾਊ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਬਰਡਨ ਬਾਈ ਦੀ ਅਦਰ ਪੀਪਲਸ ਬਰਡਨ ਹਾਊ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਦੀ ਅਦਰ ਪੀਪਲਸ ਵਰਕ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਨਾਟ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਐਨੀਥਿੰਗ ਆਫ ਆਵਰ ਓਨ ਐਂਡ ਹਾਊ ਵੀ ਕੈਨ ਗੈਟ ਆਵਰਸਲਸ ਲਿਬਰੇਟਡ ਫਰਮ ਦਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਓਨਲੀ ਬਾਈ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਦੀ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨਾਮ ਵੀ ਕੈਨ ਗੈਟ ਦ ਲਿਬਰੇਸ਼ਨ ਫਰਮ ਦਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਆਪਨੇ ਪਿਆਰ ਨਾਲ ਦੱਸਿਆ ਕਿ ਸੰਤ ਸਤਗੁਰੂ ਆਤਮਾ ਦੀ ਮਦਦ ਕਰਨ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਆਉਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਜੋ ਉਹ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨਾਮ ਦੀ ਬਖਸ਼ਿਸ਼ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਉਹਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਆਪਣੀ ਕੋਈ ਗਰਜ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਉਹ ਮੁਫਤ ਦੇ ਆ ਕੇ ਸੇਵਾਦਾਰ ਬਣਦੇ ਹੈ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਹੁਕਮ ਵਿੱਚ ਆਉਂਦੇ ਆ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਨਾਮ ਦਾ ਹੀ ਉਹ ਪ੍ਰਚਾਰ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਲਵਿੰਗਲੀ ਹੀ ਟੋਲਡ ਅਸ ਥੈਟ ਸੰਸਦ ਗੁਰੂਸ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਹੈਲਪ ਦ ਸੋਲਸ ਦ ਸਫਰਿੰਗ ਸੋਲਸ ਐਂਡ ਗਿਵਿੰਗ ਦ ਇਨੀਸ਼ੀਏਸ਼ਨ ਇਨ ਦ ਗਿਵਿੰਗ ਆਫ ਇਨੀਸ਼ੀਏਸ਼ਨ ਦੇ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਹੈਵ ਐਨੀ ਪਰਸਨਲ ਇੰਟਰਸਟ ਇਨ ਦੇ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਹੈਵ ਐਨੀ ਪਰਸਨਲ ਇੰਟਰਸਟ ਆਫ देयर ओन they come in the will of god and they are our sevadas our servants and they give us the initiation and service according to the will of god and before our final bhajan this is the week in which we celebrate the national thanksgiving day And in November of 1972 Master Kripal Singh was on tour in the United States and on Thanksgiving Day he gave a talk in Anaheim, California and I'm going to just read the first paragraph. Master said, "This is Thanksgiving Day for all. Each one of us personally should stand up and thank him, you see. Not only this moment, but throughout the day, every day." 
every moment of life. He has given us the man body. That is the greatest reason for Thanksgiving Day. Because there are hundreds of other bodies in which we can do nothing. Man body is the golden opportunity which has been afforded us in which we can go back home. Is it not the greatest Thanksgiving Day? Our closing bhajan is a bhajan of Sanchi's Jobani Pure Satyaguruji on page 74. The Bani of the perfect master finishes the birth and death. The one who repeats the nam of the master gets liberated in the court of the Lord. Where the inner repetition of the Bani is happening, there the Almighty Lord himself manifests. That Bani from the real home has come, which removed all the worries. This is the Bani of the perfect masters, and it destroys the sins. One cannot praise the Bani fully. It washes away the dirt of birth after birth. He who repeats the Bani of the perfect master, he cuts the great snare of the negative power. He who has faith in this Bani gets united with the Lord. The Bani is being sounded within, but the people want to hear it in mosques and temples. This body is the temple of the Lord, and that beautiful one is sitting within it. The Bani of the true Almighty Lord liberates one in the court of the Lord. This is the Bani of the great souls. It is the mine of gems. It unites us with the masters and tells us the secret of Sachkhand. This Bani of the true Satguru removes the disease of egoism. Sawan created the showers and the withered souls were saved. The Lord became gracious on the souls, that all-conscious Lord Kripal. Ajay praises the Bani that unites with the separated beloved. The Bani of the perfect master finishes the birth and death. The one who repeats the nam of the master gets liberated in the court of the Lord. Abhajan of Sanchis on page 74. Jobani Pure Sat Gurudi Hojanamamarana Mukondi Jonama Guruda Japadahe Yaraka Vichamukata Karondi Jobani Pure Sat Guru Di O Janamamarana Mukondiye Jonama Guru Da Japadahe Daraka Vichamukata Karondiye Jepani Dandara Chapa Hove Kulamalika Parataka Apa Hove Jepani Dandara Chapa Hove Kulamalika Parataka Apa Hove O Durki Pani Aye 
sakali cinta mataiye ho tur ki pani aaiye tina sakali cinta mataiye sache gurwadi pani puriye papadana sa karondiye chopani pure sat guru di ho janam marana mukondiye jo naam guru da japta hai dar ka vichamukata karondiye ani di sifata na hondiye mela janma janam di tondiye ani di sifata na hondiye mela janma janam di tondiye sache guru di chopani rat dahe mahajala kalata khatata he sache guru di chopani rat dahe mahajala kalata khatata he jo sharada kare vicha vasadare anumalakanala melondiye jo pani pure sat guru di ochanamamarana mukondiye jo nama guru da japta hai dar ka vitamukata mundiye kirtana pani ta hori ha andar vicha kahunde sunanam sa jida mandar vicha kirtana pani ta hori ha andar vicha chahunde sunanam sa jida mandar vicha he kaya hi hara mandir he betao sona andare he kaya hi hara mandir he betao sona andare pani sache kula malekadi darga vichamukata karondiye jo pani pure sat guru di ho janamamarana mukondiye 
नाम गुरुदा जापदा है दरगाह चमकता करोंदी हे महापुरुष थी पानी हे हे रतनादी कानी हे महापुरुष थी पानी हे हे रतनादी कानी सच का पेदा दे गुरुआ नाला मिला दे सच का पेदा दे साचे साथ गुरु हो सात गुरु दी चन ममरा जो नाम गुरुदा जापदा है कर The Bani of the Perfect Master finishes the birth and death. The one who repeats the Nam of the Master gets liberated in the court of the Lord. May God continue to bless us all. <laughs> 